sorry I am a little late. Survivor was getting intense. Oh, I forgot y'all watch Survivor. <laughs> we have a group that's doing it, so. It was an intense immunity challenge that had some never in the history of Survivor has this ever happened. And it was cool. And then I was like, I looked down, we started watching it. I looked down, I was like, oh, it's 725. We have plenty of time. And then five minutes went by and I looked down, it's 755. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, no, it's it's fine. Um, I personally, I'm I'm glad we're recording. And then I can't wait to stop recording and go to bed. I have. I know you seem a little sleepy. I've been in the office three full days this week, and I have to go oh, in no. the office again tomorrow. And you know what? I am just in the year of our Lord 2022. I am not cut out for this life. <laughs> uh, you don't look sleepy. You look uh, beautiful as always. You sound a little sleepy. I will say. Okay. That. Yeah. It's just it's the well. Granted, it's been like a lot of like on my feet at the office, not just like sitting there and stuff. But it's just been it's been a lot mm. of interaction. It's been. A, been a lot of like squinting at computer screens, a lot of like sorting things and everything. And just like the next two days are also going to be long. And I'm just. Next two days. I have, I have a work event on Saturday. That's. Oh, I was like, like my brain was like, wait, is today, is it Wednesday? And I thought it was Thursday, but. I uh, truly did not know as I was logging on if it was Wednesday or Thursday. So yes. I remembered. Today is the first day of December, y'all. Yes, but when you're hearing this, guys, it's like December 13th. So if you're like, what are you talking about? The month is half over. Oh, we're recording way in advance. I didn't realize it was we were two weeks out. But yeah, so we're just starting our, 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 our December. I, I don't see any Christmas decorations up behind you. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, oh, there's a tree. Way to go. Mm-hmm. Put it up on. Oh, and that movement apparently unplugged your microphone. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yep, absolutely. Put it up on Monday. Um, nice, very good. I just found myself very much in the Christmas spirit last weekend, probably due to watching the two Home Alones and. Oh, you're. Our, I was going to ask if you'd hit anything on the Christmas watch list yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So after we recorded last week, so you know, we we watched Home Alone. We saw Home Alone at the drive-in on Saturday night, and then on Sunday night, That's we crazy. just watched Home Alone too. Because, um, yeah, just. I do. We did this for Halloween. I do like a letterboxed list. Mm of movies like christmas movies and then if we can't think of what to watch i just go okay pick a number between one and whatever mm-hmm. and then i we 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 most it's it's what it tends to be is four no's and then one yes <laughs> it's no no so it's not like we let fate decide but it gives us an idea back when i used to blog i did one year like four different blog posts breaking down my favorite christmas movies kind of by genre or by a category that i decided like children's movies and then like the classics and Mm -hmm. just kind of stuff like that and then ones you don't necessarily think of as christmas movies but i consider a christmas movie a great example bridget jones diary christmas movie starts and ends at christmas um so lady and the tramp also a christmas movie Mm -hmm. ends at christmas starts and ends at christmas oh that's right that's right i uh i mean you get a lot of emotion you get to co-opt a lot of emotions by putting christmas in your movie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um we have some like i put like lethal weapon because lethal weapon takes place like anything by shane written by shane black usually does christmas iron man 3 shazam shazam is probably the most christmasy like superhero action thing yeah the whole thing's at christmas the big fight goes on at like a christmas i've never seen shazam so that's not what i'm thinking about i'm trying to think if i've seen iron man 3 uh, it's the one where Guy Guy Pierce is the yes. Okay, I have okay. I saw it when I remember absolutely nothing about it. I saw it when I was early on in the pandemic when I was trying to do my Marvel chronological watch. That's quite a feat. Well, trying is the is the <laughs> right word uh, because I could I got to Guardians of the Galaxy and then I stopped. I think the thing to do if you want to go back and look at those, I've been thinking about doing this one specifically is picking a character and going through their journey. I, I agree. I think that's a way to do it. Like I've wanted to see, to watch Thor Ragnarok because I've heard it's mm-hmm. really good and I like most Taiko ITD stuff. So um, Thor may be the character that I latch on to. Yeah. Also. So I, I think we're, I think I want to do it sometime with Iron Man. Because hmm. I think it works better if you watch it like that because otherwise it's like, like the whole, you get a lot from watching the whole thing, but I think it's it's like tighter if you do like this, you know, these little like yes. emotional journeys. And there's, there's, cause I, 
I listened to a podcast where they did commentaries for like every Marvel movie all the way up to Endgame, and it was interesting. Them, they're very good uh, movie analyzers and analysts. I was like, as anal, I'm like, there's a better word for this. There's a correct word for this. Is what I should have thought. Um, But uh, like they're them when they did the Iron Man movies, I was like, this is really like this movie works better if you watch like the Iron Man movies and Avengers like in a row, like than it does, especially if you watch it right after Avengers, um, because it's all about him having PTSD from fighting aliens and all this stuff. Yeah, and when I was doing my chronological rewatch of like the in the order that the movies are set. You're right in that there are times where, like, I would abandon characters for five or six movies and then come back mm-hmm. to them and be like, oh, right, this character, what's this, what's happening here? So I, I, I think that's a good recommendation. I can't say I'm going to go back and watch, you know, go through all the Iron Man movies or something. I could see myself watching a few of the Thor movies, also just like Chris Hemsworth. The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is fun, mm-hmm. and it's 40 minutes. I love these little, like, we're going to give you 40 minutes, Werewolf by Night, Guardians Holiday. Mm. We're giving you little tiny things. That's not a whole series. It's not a whole movie. I'm enjoying those. Um, yeah, I, uh, sh- I. FYI, I don't know if I could tell you go out and seek out Shazam, but if Shazam's on, it's worth checking out. It's a fun little self-contained superhero movie. Question: What is the mm-hmm. Shaquille O'Neal movie where he? That's pre- Kazam. Kazam. <laughs> That's okay. the genie. The genie who raps. Yep. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Answer. Speaking of raps, guys, yesterday was, as I said, and I put on my Instagram story, was the best day of the year. I had... Spotify wrapped came out. uh, I had had more to say, but I can't go against such a good segue. Um, We're going to circle back to Christmas, don't you worry. This whole (laughs) preacher episode's about Christmas. Um, I... So I, I have a Spotify conspiracy theory that I don't know if we if we want to dive into. I don't know if I want to jump into that right, you know, off the top. But so first I would say, did anything... <laughs> Why? Do you think they're listening? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. Because I don't want to take in such a negative bent right off oh, the top. Okay. So did anything surprise you in your rap? I, it didn't surprise me, but it, so I listened to a lot of like movie... Um, Scores? scores but i also do things where i search for playlists based on like feelings or like i literally found one that was like reading marvel comics and it was like things that sounded like do 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 like real like two-fisted superhero type stuff like while i was reading marvel comics so mine is all over the like it's i usually take mine and i copy off the playlist and i get rid of all the crud and have like 30 to 40 like pop songs Mm or rocks you know like actual like songs Mm -hmm. As opposed to so many things. Like, it's like your number one artist is this guy. And I'm like, who is that? It's like the guy who wrote like the Beastmaster soundtrack because I guess that kept finding its way into my weird, yes. <laughs> like radio stuff. Well, and I, I feel like I fall into a little bit of a trap where I feel like I listen to the same 30 to 40 songs over and over again all year. So my top 100 is sometimes a song I listen to twice is like number 83 because it's like, well, you listen to those top 40 songs, you know, about 20 times each. So you didn't have a lot of time to listen to all of these other ones. Also, uh, my, uh, my top song was from Encanto. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like, you listen to it 30 times. And I'm like, that's <laughs> also just like not that much. <laughs> Which one? Uh, what else can I do? Mm. that the sisters sing in um, when they're in Isabella who, you know, grows all the flowers when they're in her room. Mm-hmm. Um, that that song just gets me very hyped and I will occasionally just get just suddenly for no reason be like a hurricane of Hakaranda. <laughs> um, um, I have of my top three song, my top five songs, three of them are from me putting together Halloween playlists. One of them is 100% the first song in my like lo-fi concentrate playlist and the the uh, the other one which is like the only one that's reminiscent of what i uh actually listen to is a song called have you checked your butthole uh a comedy song that is actually also very catchy but was is just goofy and i would listen to like to start the morning for a while so it's it's ridiculous i think the only one that's even close to accurate is even though i spent a long time away from spotify as my podcast thing is my 
top five podcasts. Wait. Otherwise, it, everything is completely inaccurate. Oh, okay, okay. Um, do you want to do the thing where you ask me, you name a number, and I tell you what? Sure. Because right now it's numbered. They they heard us last year. They've numbered the playlist. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, you're right. They weren't. Uh, what year did Frazier start? Was it ninety six or ninety seven? No, it was ninety four. No, it was it was ninety three. Yeah, ninety three. Ninety three. Uh, it is the 10 minute version of Taylor Swift's all too well, <laughs> which I only let myself listen to. I, I, I wish I could see how many times I listened to it. It's probably less than five times because that song gets stuck in my head very easily. So, uh, what's your number 93? I don't know because the one I, the, on the app, it doesn't look like they're numbered. Uh, well then just go down. I guess I can count backwards. Yeah. Hold on. Do, 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 uh, 100, 99, 98, 97. 96, 95, 94, 93. A song from the uh, Beastmaster soundtrack. Like I said, that f- somehow found its way into my... I, it, it must have gotten like stuck on repeat sometime. Mm, okay, fair. Uh, g- give me... Well, let's do two more from each other's list. Give me give me another number. Well, let me see if I can find... like I, I usually save it off, so let me see if real quick... Uh, your library playlist i save it off already because that'll be numbered well i'm saying you, you give me a number right now yeah but if you give me another number i'm not gonna have oh, any oh, idea uh 14 14 is bleachers i miss those days um that's one of the bands i saw in concert this summer i'm actually surprised they weren't in my top five uh artists because most of my top five artists were ones i saw in concert this year so oh this is a real song kate by ben folds five. Oh, you and ben folds I've been fooled. It's also very close to Mustache Man by Cake and Toxic by Britney Spears. Toxic, okay. Um, I love Toxic. Give me, okay, let's do, uh, just pick, pick, pick another number. You pick a number. Oh, okay. Uh, 52. Um, for okay, me, that looks like 52. I'm going to go with... It's Goodbye Carolina by the Marcus King Band, which I think I discovered on Peloton. That is how I found a lot of new songs than me this year, is I would hear it on a Peloton workout and then look at the playlist later and be like, okay, I'm going to add that to my Spotify list. So mine's another like random one, but I will say the closest uh, noble song below it is Fancy by Reba McIntyre, oh. and, ab- and above it is Mambo Number no. 5 by Lou Vega, <laughs> because, probably be- because I used to... Tara was like, I need to work on my sleep schedule. And for a while, I'd be like, I can get you up in the morning. <laughs> She's like, I hate you. <laughs> uh, I, you're braver than me. I would never admit it if that was on my top 100. Um, I, I don't care what you say. I think it's a bop. Mm, uh, mm, yeah, mm, yeah, you know, that's mm, totally fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Bleachers is also like. A, okay, so now let me tell you my conspiracy theory. I think that Taylor Swift songs are weighted on Spotify. I think that for like everyone that you play, Spotify counts it more than before. Because for the past few years, Taylor Swift has been my number one artist. Even years, like I could understand if the year that Folklore came out 2020, because I listened like just the heck out of Folklore. I did not listen to a lot of her previous albums. She was my artist of the decade for the 2010s. And I was like, I can't name more than four songs of hers that came out this decade. I was very confused by it. So this year I consciously skipped Taylor Swift songs. Every time they came on, I would skip it immediately. Did a few still play while I was listening to a playlist and a song was on there and I didn't, wasn't paying attention. And yes, that happened. She has three songs in my top 100 and they're all 50 and below, which means they were not played very often. Other Hmm. artists who have songs, who have three songs ish in my top 100, my top 50 who weren't listed include Haim and Bleachers and Nathaniel, Nathaniel Rateliff, like other artists. According to my top 100, I played more of their song. I listened to their songs more. And yet, Taylor Swift is my, my number four top artist. I think this is a conspiracy. I think, I'm not saying Taylor Swift is the only one, but I think some artists are weighted by Spotify to make them appear more popular than they are. I don't have any Tay-Tay in my One of my friends said that Drake was very high on one of their friends Spotify and they were like I listened to Drake a lot in January and then didn't listen to him again and they were like I listened to a, like I listened to other artists about the same as I listened to Drake 
And like those mm. artists weren't even in my top five. Um, one of my friends was like, I didn't listen to any Taylor Swift this year. And I listened to her new album twice. None of her songs are in my top 100. And she was my like number two artist. And so another person was like, Beyonce was her top artist. And she's like, I listened to one Beyonce song about six times. And that was it this year. So <laughs> last year I put up the like, give me a number and I'll give you a song mm-hmm. on Facebook. I had like 50 people respond. And so me and a friend cooked up this idea that in this year, if if I I would do it, and then no matter what number people gave me, I would always give them the Cantina Band song from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And nobody, like three people, including the person who cooked up the scheme with me, even asked. Like this year is like, no. Well, also, so I feel like I I'm already like, like skewing it to next year is actually going to be the Cantina Band's going to make it into my list. That That's more commentary on how no one's on Facebook anymore. Mm. Oh yeah, really. In a year, it feels like everyone's dumped out. Um, like I, I've been, I'm trying to get rid of a few things from my apartment, so I put them in my my local buy nothing group. And so the number of times I've had to log into Facebook, how dare you? <laughs> it's a great song. It's gonna be number one next year. It's my goal. The, num- the, num- Go ahead. the number of times I've had to like log into Facebook over the past day just to like see if people have commented saying that they want, you know. Um, that they, they want whatever it is that I'm giving away. It's like Facebook is probably like, oh my God, y'all, she's back. She's back, <laughs> Laurel. We missed her. <laughs> Have you considered starting an insurrection against your government? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, well, Craniacs, I, I truly, I am one of these people. Check out our Facebook page. <laughs> um, I truly care about Spotify Wrapped. I am so interested as to like, your thoughts on yours mine was fairly accurate i will say george Strait was my number two artist which the only thing i can chalk that up is to is i saw him at rodeo in houston in march and on the drive to houston i listened to a george Strait playlist like twice guess that was enough to put him as my uh number two artist uh my number i'll have one- to find oh sorry i was gonna say i'll have to find one i forgot what the playlist was i'll have to see if i can find it again but it was one we listened to on the way to the state fair of texas and it was all country songs that have like talk about texas mm-hmm. and it was great oh i bet <laughs> um i'm sure george chase take me to texas was on there um, absolutely I, I love that song um but uh i uh I was going to say, oh, my number one artist was Harry Styles. So can I just say mm. that I feel, I'm in the top 3% of Harry listeners. Where's my number? I just oh. feel very, very young, very hip. Um, and considering last year, my number one song was Driver's License. Just, I'm, I'm in touch with the youths is what it's all, is what it's all about. So. All right. Um, <laughs> I would like to see, Craniacs, if you want to send us your top five podcasts. Yeah. That's something you're doing. Oh, yeah. I'd love this to see if we're on there. For people when it's not craniacs. <laughs> well, I, listen, if it's something that's like on the level of ours, that's going to be one thing. If it's like, you know, like, how did this get made? And like, WTF, I'm not going to be like, how dare you? <laughs> Actually, I would love to see people's top five podcasts because I, I just, I, I'm, I'm. Get good Rex. I miss, yeah, I need some Rex. I'm missing something in my podcast queue and I can't put my finger on what it is. So, um, I'm just missing, I'm trying to think if there's like podcasts I stopped listening to or stopped recording that I need to like replace. So anyway. Yeah. The, uh, I have dead eyes and how did this get made on here? The other three, I can't really recommend to you. Um, oh, dead eyes. Dead eyes was so good. Um, I will say this is how long, uh, you know, I, I went off Spotify for a while cause I listened to a lot of stuff more than that. But anyway, you ready to, to dive into some Christmassy talk? I am. I, first of all, just like tip of the hat to us for hitting a christmas episode in the month of december purely planned absolutely uh ahead of schedule something we all we talked about and we were happy to get to but it's funny think about all the times we've had to take like unplanned you know multiple weeks off or whatever it's like it's mm-hmm. all worth it yeah it'll work um so hello seattle i'm ryan i'm laurel and we're the craniacs we talk about spotify unwrapped R- which wrapped. i do want to say wrapped. Oh, is it just wrapped, yes. not unwrapped? Un- unwrapped is something completely unwrapped different, is, Ryan. Yes, it's all the, the sexiest songs you've listened to. Um, but I do want to say real quick that you said, like, oh, I really like it. I like it, too. I just think 
the way I use Spotify, which is so much and like all the time and for background noise and this, it really screws that thing up to make it uninteresting for the most part. Yes. Um, uh, the Occasionally when I research songs for trivia, that's that messes it up too for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, you were recently listening to this and we decided that this is what you're interested in. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Um, but today we are going to talk, we're only, we're only going to do one episode, right? That's what we decided. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Now, I only watched one. <laughs> well, yes, because here's how that went for me was I check my, my texts, just not specifically looking for something from you, but just check oh, them, why? check them. And then I start the second text. episode. <laughs> then I check this, start the second episode at which point you immediately text me and I don't see it. <laughs> and then I get done and I look at my texts again and I'm like, Oh, well, Okay. <laughs> Um, so we did uh, season ten, episode ten, "We Two Kings," uh, which aired on December tenth, two thousand two. Fraser and Niles bicker over which of their two households should host Christmas dinner for the Crane family. When Martin is appointed the light, the tiebreaker, each brother tries to bribe him. Uh, I like the Christmas lights intro. That was that was my first note. Mm-hmm. I like that too. That that would have been. Um... Because, you know, my family, we used to guess what the intro was going to be every time. Mm-hmm. Um, we, and if we knew it was a Christmas episode, you know, you would just be like, Christmas lights! <laughs> um, now, what do you think about this one in general? So, I, I'm i always going to like a Christmas episode slightly more than just an average episode. It's just, it's I'm already, like, mm-hmm. biased towards it a little bit. Um, Absolutely. I did not love the A plot line. Um. I found it to be about Martin having to choose between the two. Um, I found it to be a little predictable, but uh, I I don't know. It's fine. It's not going to go on my like top 10 list of Christmas episodes, Uh, but I didn't, I didn't hate it. What about you? I agree with that a lot. Uh, I didn't, I I thought it was better than, than (laughs) better than bad. Um, uh, But I, I agree with you. It's, it's funny because you're like the, the B plot. And I was like, what was the B plot? As soon as I remember, I was like, that was a funny B plot. It was also kind of truncated because I think the A plot like morphed so mm-hmm. many times. It mm-hmm. was like, who's going to host Christmas? Then bribing I, Martin I, to I, see it. I and then it's like. I forgot about the bribing until you. I, I just yeah. watched this <laughs> two hours yeah, yeah, ago yeah. and I like forgot about the bribing part. Um, And it's one of those ones where A, I feel like every, you know. I, I probably have a real sore spot for this because I think my family did it for so long where it's like Christmas is this and we do this mm-hmm. and we do that. And I'm like, we need to really start breaking up how that works and, you know, what everyone thinks of like what it means for us to do Christmas. Like we're doing Christmas in two weeks with my family. Yeah, because you're going to uh, be not this week, gone for Well, and so this gets to when, so I'm jumping ahead just ever so slightly, but when Martin says that he's decided to work on Christmas, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you can celebrate Christmas whenever you want. It doesn't have to be yeah. on December 25th. Like, it yeah. can be Christmas whenever. I know some people who, because they don't want to travel during Christmas, it's expensive, they can't get time off from work, whatever, have Christmas with their families in January. Go visit them in January. Mm-hmm. And I just, I thought that was, I know it was all for a setup for a comedy show, but I still was just like, oh my God, just celebrate Christmas on a different day. I know that doesn't fix your issue of, who's going to host it, Frazier or Niles, but. But I think when you see a kind of a weird, if you see something that's a weird setup that the the universe of Frazier has created versus like, this is all tension that they're all creating artificially themselves. Mm-hmm. Like you're, like you're saying, they're all adults. They could say, Hey, let's do this. And like, you know, would there, it led to some kind of funny, like the comedy scene where they're bringing in, they, they decide to, they're, because Martin decides to do Christmas. To work on Christmas. And it's something that, like, within that episode, it becomes, he's like, I'm going to work Christmas. And then the, the resolution is he talked to someone and they said, hey, don't work Christmas. Like, it was like, oh, well, why didn't you do that all along? Like, you know, it was never anything like, everything was just a matter of people talking to each other. And that that was kind of the problem. But the, the comedy bit where they're bringing in the presents because they decide to Swap they're going to have Christmas. Yeah, swap the like fake presents at Martin's office with the Which real have ones. bricks in them. Yes. And then they're going to surprise him at the place and then go, oh, these are your Christmas presents. So they go to swap them and they do this thing where it's like they're trying to do it quickly and then 
Frazier miscommunicates which ones are the other presents, which ones are the ones with bricks. So they're basically just doing this infinite like loop yes. of bringing presents and putting them outside. And then they can't figure out which is which. I thought it was going to end up with something where Martin opens a present. There's a brick mm-hmm. in it. And he's like, that's what you think of me, you know, or something yes. like that. But uh, it ends up being like they they end up doing it and Martin gets the day off and they're like they closed up the place, which did they just like so no one could get in that day? I mean, I guess that makes sense. But like, it's just insecure now. Like, There's no. There's- well, yes, I get that. That was my question is. Yeah, what are you doing differently other than somebody not staffing the security desk? Like, was the building going to be open and unlocked, and but no one was going to be in the offices, but you're still going to have a security right. guard? Or and, and what changed that you don't think you need a security guard now? Were the doors unlocked previously? Now they're locked, which still someone could, well, th- like th- they said, th- th- put a brick through the window. But like what? Th- yeah. Th- th- yes, you were just saying, saying what I said, which is like what? Y- yeah, and like does does. Does the because typically like a building pays for that security guard and they're just like yeah no screw it this day like so like are they still paying I mean and there's nobody there well you know it's it's probably just like a set monthly fee but I bet that they if we wanted to really play this out it could be we reached out to the office managers for all of the tenants in the building and they all said they weren't they were telling their employees they couldn't have access on Christmas and none of them needed access anyway so it's fine that we won't have someone here. I guess I don't know. The whole thing was like you like I said, very artificial. Well, okay, so it still gets the Christmas bump. That but. We've had to talk about it this much means it just wasn't a very good. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. too easy of a cop out, and you could see like when Fraser and Niles go to Martin's office to to kind of talk to him about you know not working on Christmas, and you could see Martin's boss listening to them, and like the camera really focuses on him at one point. So you know that he's listening and really taking to heart that like they're sad. Their dad's not going to be there on Christmas and Christmas yeah. is hard ever since their mom died and everything. I'm like, okay, we get it. We get it. I was waiting for that to pay off. Cause I was like, either that actor made a weird choice to actually be listening or like that extra was like really lost in the scene. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Well then when he's like, no, I talked to my boss or like my, my, my boss called and said, I don't have to go in. I was like, Oh, Okay, like, I don't, I just, I don't know. I So that's where I was like, I thought this was predictable. I was like, they're going to take, so I didn't remember this episode. I was like, they're going to take the, the presents to Martin's office and then Martin's going to figure out a way to not have to work on Christmas and the presents mm-hmm. are going to be stuck there. And sure enough, that's what happened. Um, I want to go back a little bit to the stubbornness that Frazier had about hosting Christmas at his apartment. I will say, judging by how much decoration was up, it does seem like Niles may have waited a touch too long to offer this like Frazier's already ordered like a Hungarian goose and stuff I, I don't know it's it's tough as to I mean it felt like it was like over a couple of days almost that, that's the thing is I'm like if, if this is a huge splashy ordeal and Gertrude's already left on her cruise then I feel like Christmas is like right coming around the corner and in my opinion it is a little late to be like we're gonna host Christmas this year it's like well the person who hosted every year has already made plans as they're they're gonna host again so um Real quick, that scene, fashion talk. That coat looked great on Daphne. I have no idea what you're talking about, which is odd. Oh, she had a coat like when she came in, mm-hmm. and it, I, I wrote it looked great on Daphne's frame, which feels so specific. It's a little weird, but what I meant by that is, she, is it was like kind of like a long hanging coat, it looked like it had a little weight to it, mm-hmm. and the sleeves were kind of almost up over her hands. Mm. Um. We just watched Big Hero 6 for the the Disney podcast, and there's a character in that who has a similar thing going where it's like a big cardigan and a very like spindly frame, which is probably why I said that, because it felt very similar. It's a, I, I thought it was a really cool coat. It was a good look oh, on her. Well, that was just we, we love that. I, I will say, was Daffy's hair different in this episode than the last episodes we watched? Oh, you know, her hair, was, looked, her hair was up a lot in the last two episodes, so... But I just mm-hmm. thought her hair also looked. I like. I actually noticed that her it hair looked, good. looked... Like, the color looked good, just the, the like, layers looked good. Sometimes mm-hmm. their hair looks a little very like of the moment, but this was like mm, yes. a timeless style. Um, uh, I think Roz also looked good in her elf outfit, but it was a little too ring a dingy for me. Yes, um, and for Fraser, a little jingly. Uh, hang on, I'm, I'm trying to like gather my notes. Uh, so Roz is volunteering as a as Santa's helper at the as an elf for a toy drive at the mall, which I'm like that was which... definitely a paid job before. <laughs> 
Oh, was I guess when Fraser was like, "Oh my God, Roz, if you need that money." I mean, I heard maybe it's because I heard her say "toy drive," so I go, "Oh, that's got to be a volunteering." And I was like, and he was like, "I could have given you money." I'm like, "That's that seems like a really dumb line for Fraser." Like, well, like, I, like, I thought he was joking when he was like, "I have odd jobs," because she said, "I'm helping out with the toy drive at." I, th- I mean, I thought mm. that was a joke. Uh, I didn't. It seemed like he did other stuff that was kind of a little more jokey to me, but um. And uh, so Roz talks about very fond memories of visiting Santa Ryan. Where did your family take you as a child to, to go visit Santa and sit on his lap? That's really funny. I have department store Santa stories here as well. And I don't know that I have one I can remember. You know, I, I was one of those kids. I, I, I never got scared by Santa. I always really liked seeing him. And I felt like I always, you know, just the, the Collin Creek Mall or whatever. And I always felt like I was really just like. I don't remember being like, I have to tell Santa what I want or he won't know, but I would be very like, hello, sir. Here is what I want for Christmas. It's very nice to see you. Oh, thank you for the peppermint. Goodbye. Like it was always just a very sweet interaction. Mm -hmm. I went once with my sister and my youngest nephew when he was very little and I thought we were just taking him and then I got up there and he was like, come here. Like he wanted me in the picture with him. So we have this picture of like my nephew sitting on his knee and then me kind of sitting on like the arm of the throne. Is it, is it the Christmas throne or his chair? Whatever it is. Chair. It's very throne-ish. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looming over Santa. I'm like way too big. I'll have to find it maybe post it. But yeah, I just, that was, that's my best like department store Santa. We took lady for uh, uh, pictures at Cabela's had free pictures uh, this year. You'll be, you'll be getting yours soon. Oh, I also wish I'd known about that. I would have taken Leo. Um, actually your, your, uh, Christmas card was a picture of me and Leo was just dropped in the mail today. So, uh, mm. but, uh, actually I forgot I addressed your Christmas card to lady. I forgot. That's I did funny. That. Um, thank you for asking. I have one Santa story, which is, I, I never went to go see Santa. I think when I was, when I was like very little, like maybe a toddler or a preschooler, my mom tried to take me and I just started crying as soon as we got <laughs> there and my and my mom did not want to be one of those parents who like takes the picture of their kid sitting on Santa's lap where the kid is bawling um so my mom just was like okay we'll just try this again later and we just kind of never did until this is a sign of how I was treated like 27 uh I was 13 and my mom insisted that we go to the North Park Santa because I don't know if uh any Dallas people on here remember but North Park was always considered to have the best Santa it was the same guy for like 25 or 30 years I think he is retired now but Mm. um he was just like always considered the best Santa. And I, when I was older, like they got it down to a really good science of like getting, you know, the whole like line and numbering system to get a picture taken with Santa. But like it was mayhem right around Santa's, <laughs> Santa's little workshop at North Park. But so it was very odd. I was 13. I mean, I was wearing a bra. Like it was just <laughs> odd to be, I in no way believed in Santa. Santa anymore. was also wearing a bra, which, you know. <laughs> Um, it was like I was a little too big to be sitting on anyone's lap like I was like five eight so um, <laughs> yeah so of my only in the picture I look very uncomfortable um so just yeah uh, all that to say I've I lived a happy life not having gone to Santa and you know as a child and uh yeah so one of my favorite it was a volunteer job but like one of the favorite, like, I guess, quote unquote jobs I ever did was I was the, I did um, cash register at the North Park Trains. <gasps> I bet that, oh, it was volunteer. Okay. So I bet that was a fun job, but we, well, you know, I mean, I, it was still a fun job. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like a fun duty I, to have. Yes. It, it, the only reason, it was, you know, it felt like a job because it was cash register. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like, you know, other uh, volunteer stuff, but like, you know, I when I was I did register at Best Buy and CC's Pizza in high school, so I I like doing register because it's like small talk. But like the trains one was the best because ninety nine point nine percent of people were like, I get to see the trains. I'm happy to be here. Blah blah blah. There was one guy who had kids who was like, We're Santa trains. Like I just that's the one person who wasn't happy, and everybody else was so like, I was like, Oh hey, Merry Christmas. How you doing? Like blah blah blah. You know, it was just like. My favorite parts of being a cash re- register register <laughs> what's a, what's a, a cash register person a cashier cashier see I can't think of the words man my communications degree is really carrying this podcast today <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
Um, and, and, you know, it was all my favorite parts in like a much better crowd to mm-hmm. work with, you know? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And also there you aren't dealing with people being like, no, that's not the price that was on the, that was on the shelf and I have a coupon and things like that. You're not yeah, dealing yeah. with it's, any of it's that. It's one set price. It's how you doing. Here you go. Have a great time. Um, I can, I just, back to Frazier, uh, a benefit of being an only child is that you don't have a sibling to bicker with about how you're going to celebrate a holiday. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I just want to say like, yeah. Also, I, I, I mean, I, I think it's obvious. Like I went to Argentina last year for Thanksgiving. I'm not necessarily like, we got to spend every holiday together, guys. I'm like, no, like I'm, if I want to be with family, if I'm with you, it's because I want to be with you. Cause I do have other things I could be doing. So ours was always, one of them was in Fort Worth. One of them was in Kansas city because that's where my mom's dad and stepmom lived in Fort Worth. My m- dad's mom and my mom's mom and stepdad lived in Kansas city. So that's how it always was is we did one, one year and then the next year we'd flip so when Tara and I got married and like, we were like, yeah, we're not doing that because, you know, first we were in DC and it was like really hard to get down to Texas yeah. once a year. And now like part of the reason we're driving to Jersey is because the already high price of plane tickets to New Jersey, when we came back, we started deciding we wanted to go months ago, were already astronomical. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like, hey, sorry, we're not going to see everybody every year. And, like, we'll go see everybody. You know, Tara goes up more than I do. But, like, she went in summer this year and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's, like, a better way to go see people. Exactly. I'm like, let's reframe visits home to where they can be at any time. And I'm using home loosely. Visits to see family. They can be at any time mm-hmm. of year. At holidays, you have high stress. You have a lot of people traveling. You have higher prices. Winter holidays are dealing with bad weather, too. Like, go for a week in January and call that your mm-hmm. holiday. Like I think everyone will be more relaxed. You'll enjoy it more because there's nothing to look forward to in January. So um, I mean, I know I also think birthday is in January. Um, oh, oh my God. I was about to say, is there a door opening? <laughs> yeah. Lady does this thing lately where she opens the door, looks at me and then goes somewhere well, else. She, like she doesn't she, even come in here. She's just, she's taking roll. She's just doing a location check. Give me one sec to go close the door. Yeah, I mean, part of it is like you are a, a, a single woman and uh, we're a, a childless married couple. So I feel like sometimes there's an expectation of like when we're like, oh, we're just going to stay at home. It's like, aren't you at home with, your, you know, like it's not like we're yes. staying home for the kids or we're staying, yes. you know, it's something like that. It's. I will say friends of mine who have always had just very packed holidays because of all the different family they have to see did say once they had kids they were like it's so much easier because like you can just say like this is what we're doing and people just accept it like there's no Mm -hmm. nobody really questions it um so um i was going to say no but i know tara's birthday is in january and many people Mm -hmm. in my life's birthday is in january so i don't want to knock anybody's you know month of january hey (laughs) should, should we maybe do another speakeasy bar crawl for tara's birthday like we did uh three years ago right before the pandemic i don't know what she wants to do for her birthday we'll figure something out she always has a hard time because she doesn't like the cold and the dark but that's when her birthday is so we start the crawl at 8 a.m at noon yeah we've done that before i was like we're gonna start we we did one year we went down to dripping springs did you were you there for some of that no i think that might have been before you got here the first birthday of hers i was here for was the speakeasy bar crawl Mm mm-hmm which was also, I think, the last one. We, yes. we, I think we w- tried to go to that gin bar sometime recently. Anyway, um, let's talk a little bit more about Roz's B plot because I do think it's very good. Um, uh, there's the bit where uh, Fraser comes to give a toy for the toy drive, and she's like, "Oh, is that too?" He's like, "No, it's Martin's dancing Santa. Uh, I got him a replacement." The other one was damaged. The other one broke. The other one was damaged. This was what she's like. He threw it off the balcony. He's like, that's why it was he damaged. Said, which damaged it. Yes. Yes. I was glad to hear the it, throwback to Dancing Santa because I remember him from previous seasons. Right. Um. I like the whole bit with Roz. The 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 joke eventually being that Roz is into Santa Claus. Yes. That she she has some very very mild flirtation with the guy who's playing Santa, and it turns out when he's not in a Santa suit, she just doesn't find him as attractive. Also. We talked about the fact that he was played by Dean Kane. 
Yes, I was trying to figure out when he was there. I was like, "This is someone I know." I don't know. It must might have been his voice. I couldn't figure oh, it out. It but I, don't in, to look I don't know if you can see. It is in all caps in my notes. Dean Kane. The minute he like looked like kind of looked at Roz, I was like, "Oh my god, it's Dean Kane." Are you a big Dean Kane fan? Uh, no, because the only thing I know from him from is Lois and Clark. I will just say Lois okay. and Clark. I watched that during very formative years. Um, uh, if you want to keep up your Dean Kane thing, just let's pretend this is the last thing he ever did and then he disappeared exactly i know he has become problematic in okay yeah yeah so no i'm just saying like lois and clark honestly probably anybody could have been playing clark in that uh in that show and they would have been important to me just yeah because you like that show or are you like big superman person i liked the show i liked the show a lot okay it was i think it was just a very smart clever show um also, you know, I, just, I was a young woman entering puberty and just lots of hormones were raging and Lois and Clark oh. was there for me for a lot of things. Clark Kent is an awakening of some sort. <laughs> no, I think it was just like Lois was such a cool, like confident lady and she and Clark like thought like was just like head over heels with for her and stuff. And I just, yeah. I you, think Terry Hatcher might have been a bit of an awakening for me, but. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I liked when she met him at the thing and she was talking about how his, she's like, you should grow a beard and how his eyes twinkled. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, when he laughed and it was real high pitched and nasally, she's like, it used to be this boomy. <laughs> like she likes ho ho ho. Yes. Like I thought that was really funny the whole bit. And it's especially funny. I know you haven't seen the next episode, but there's a bit about her with a, an older gentleman. And when you see him, he's got white hair and a white beard. Ah. So just remember, I don't know if they're supposed to, they just did that as an older gentleman. But I went, oh, she. I wrote in my notes, like, she does like guys who look like Sam. <laughs> uh, I, I also, when <clears throat> Rick, I think, who plays Santa. Um, yeah, when he Rick, says, that's right. Like, maybe we can take our break together. I've got some schnapps in my locker. And she's like, oh. And he goes, you don't like schnapps? I'm like, she is a woman in her 40s. She's not going to be just, like, taking nips from schnapps. I mean, maybe she is, no judgment. But, like, to me, I left schnapps behind in college, so... So I have to talk about this because this became a thing for a couple of Christmases running. Uh, probably about ten, seven to ten years ago. So uh, my best man, Blake, we went over to his place and I was at his place near Christmas. And before I met Tara or like I just met Tara or whatever. Um, but what it was is he. Had, no, it was it must have been that first Christmas when Tara and I part. Anyway, they used to have Kahlua had a like peppermint mocha christmas specialty bottle Mm -hmm. and it was delicious and you put it into like coffee and it was so good because i didn't like coffee and he goes well try this i was over there for a week i was like sure and then i ended up drinking a lot of coffee (laughs) wink wink um and i was like this is great and i like got a bottle and it was like you know really fun and then it became this thing that when we went to go do like zoo lights or any of the christmasy things in dc Mm -hmm. i would always the first time I went with Tara and her friends, I brought a flask with peppermint Kahlua in it. And I was like, it's it. And we got hot cocoa and I poured in the hot cocoa or whatever. And then we'd run around. And then every year after that, I'd bring multiple cheap uh, flasks and hand them out to people. But like people I knew. I wasn't just handing them out the street, oh, but like okay. people we went with. And we'd all be like yelling, nips, nips, and like taking little like hits from them. So it's just got to be weird. It's just. I just as soon as you said taking nips from this, I was like, "Oh my god, I haven't thought about nips in a long time." Which is a fun sentence that our listeners should isolate and spread across the internet. But I <laughs> like I was just, oh man, I don't think they make it anymore. <gasps> Sad. Craniacs, if you see peppermint mocha Kahlua, get at me. I will. We'll figure this out. <laughs> I loved it. I feel like that's something maybe you should ask like a Twin Liquors or a Specs. I can tell you if it's I, still, like an option. I checked Total Wines, the one I usually go to, and because I love their their websites, always like this is in stock. Oh, that's nice. Uh, here's exactly where it is. If you know, it's like H E B. You can look up like which bay and uh, whatever. Yes. So I, I'm making for some of the some people uh, for Christmas this year. I'm doing. I'm infusing some bourbon with uh, apple and cinnamon because mm-hmm. uh, I'm also doing apple and cinnamon candles for people who don't like uh, drink and. If you watched me last night, because I did a little test batch last night, if you watched me at Total Wine, you saw me pour over the whiskey, the bourbon section, for 
10, 15 minutes and then eventually just get a plastic bottle of Jim Beam and leave because I was like, I was looking for something from Texas, but like all that stuff was too expensive. And then the cheapest bottle had like a very specific flavor profile, which didn't seem to go well with Apple. And so it was like someone see this guy like, man, he really is looking for a specific bottle of bourbon. And then just like lowest shelf far left. Like, I'm frankly impressed that an employee didn't come over to try to help you. Um, I, I not to knock Total Wine. I think there was other people who were like actively go- seeking help. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Fair. Because I do like Total Wine. I don't want it to seem like they oh, didn't do Oh, no, no, do no. It, but, but I could also, it also made me wonder a little bit if, like, I get asked if I need help because I'm a woman. <laughs> I don't know why, like, I paused on that. I'm just, I, I, it's, it uh, sounded like I was thinking about that I'm part. I'm not accusing liquor stores or any stores of anything, but. Um... No, it was, I was thinking because I had, like, a mask on and then, like, a knit cap kind of pull. I wonder if I looked like. You don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I looked like uh, a Um. Yeah, so I, I, I just, I, I just thought that was funny. Look, you said nips, and it made me very excited. Boy, none of those sentences. Uh, let's edit that all out. Okay. Nope, that's um, amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> that's going to be the title of the episode. You said nips. <laughs> <laughs> just nips, exclamation yes! point. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's um, it. Great. Thank you. Uh, so I feel like I just have a lot of Laurel one-liners. I do as well. So I'm just going to start to go through them. Um, do you want to wait? Do you want to ping pong it? We'll go. Oh, we'll start at the beginning and go back sure, and forth. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, you go first. Let a thousand antlers bloom when Fraser walks in and the barista at, at Nervosa is wearing the very terrible antlers. I'm like, I've had a lot they, of antlers over the years, and those are terrible. Laurel. I thought there was a pretzel at first. I don't know why. Fair. It looked Fair. for a millisecond. Fair. It had no it, it there it looked it looked like he had pulled if he had like sat on it on the drive over. I don't know. It looked awful. Um that reminds me of one year I I think it was it was maybe about 10 or 12 years ago. I was looking for headband antlers to wear for something and it seems like everyone got theirs from the same supplier that looked like Ryan, I kid you not, penises. <laughs> penises with like weird branches coming off them (laughs) i wonder if like (laughs) it was like we've got all these molds for bachelorette penis headbands what if we paint them brown and call them antlers (laughs) yes i swear that that's what happened um i real quick when i went home for thanksgiving my mom was trying to of course as usual like here's your stuff you need to take with you and one of them was a christmas tie that you pressed and it played a song and i was like i don't need that i don't ever wear a tie so why would i wear a novelty tie and then sure enough i'll send you this video i get home and like i move something in a bag and i hear like do 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 and i'm like oh, she hit it in here <laughs> uh, amazing amazing uh okay um, so what's yeah uh, hit me with one of your lols my, mine is less of the the joke of it and the delivery which is wassail a Christmas punch like really made me laugh. Yes. That like Martin laughed like when he said, what's the difference between punch and wassail? And then like left, more of the scene occurred and that's what he was looking up, which yes. was really funny. Uh, it tied to that when Fraser says that, you know, he he lent his wassail bowl to someone for like their, their Christmas caroling and Niles is like, the Yule Tones are the bad boys of Renaissance Christmas music. That's... I swear I wrote that down. Where is it? It's so good. Yeah, I did write it down. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I'm going to skip the next one because I'm pretty sure you have it. And I want I, in, in this Christmas spirit. I'm if you don't have this one, I'll be shocked. Um, I this is not a line, but I really laughed out loud when the cafe starts booing Frazier and Niles because oh. Martin was, I was like, you've ruined Christmas. And they're all like, yes. Boo. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to guess that the line you skipped is in international waters, they can play single deck blackjack. No. Oh, I wrote that down because as, as somebody who goes on cruises and loves to play blackjack, I was like, hey, that's not true, but <laughs> that's amazing. I I wrote, and it, it, you know, it's a v- audio media, but did is it because you have low elf esteem? And then he like looks at the camera, not at the camera, at Roz with his like eyebrows oh. up. She's like, I, I I've been working holding that for two days. I didn't write that down, and I don't even remember it. So I wonder if I like coughed or something when you said that line. Oh, it was great. It was it was, it was she. She was like, "How long have you been holding that one?" He goes, two days." I almost thought about calling you. Uh, <laughs> um, 
I, I'm, I'm going to lump these two together since they're still, but I'm still at Fraser's apartment talking about Christmas when he says he got right. new new stockings loomed. And then when they that say that he can bring his Hungarian goose to Niles, he says, it's not my date, it's dinner. Um, Before Martin gets booed, when they're talking about like, when he re- when Niles reveals that Fraser had broken dance, so he goes, all he ever did was dance and try to make people happy. Why'd you do it? Like, it's so sincere. <laughs> Um, oh, uh, just Niles make a, makes a reference to the Thanksgiving Accord of 2002, which I thought was funny, that, except that this was in 2002. So I was like, yeah, so it was that Thanksgiving. I thought the exact same thing, Laurel. I go, oh, they've been doing this for a while. I'm like, no, they've been doing it less than a month. Yes. <laughs> um, you want to get your paws on the claws yeah. was one I really enjoyed. Yes, I enjoyed that too. Um, when Niles is like, when they're, uh, standing by the, the tree in Martin's office and Niles is like, oh, I'm getting goosebumps. And Fraser says, no, that's your pine rash. <laughs> uh, when they're trying to explain why they're there and Daphne goes, I need your father's help with a present. And that's what we're doing here. <laughs> um, I just have, I have when Daphne mentions Santa's, the guy who plays Santa's, uh, shoe brand. And she says, Niles is teaching me. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. That's that's all I've got. So if you get any uh, more. My last one is just uh, that when Niall says that he had to bribe the maintenance guy in the building, he's like, you have to promise to give something called a shout out to Steve yes. Gomez. <laughs> Laurel, I think that speaks pretty well, whether or not we thought the actual plot of this one was very good. I think that speaks pretty well with us that we just ping ponged a extreme amount of, of lines back and yes. forth. Yes, and also at the end when they're all sitting in the lobby of Martin's building opening up their presents and people are like walking around them going to work, I still found that very sweet. Uh, well, I like that Martin put a robe on over his uniform because like that's probably what he does on Christmas. Oh, I, why did I assume he'd gotten the robe as a present and he put it on? Oh, that might have been it too. That might have been it too. Yeah, like, I thought he got the robe I, as a present, but also I, anyway. I, I thought it was, well, I think some of it was you were supposed to think they were at home for like two seconds mm. before you saw people yes. go by. But I also like the idea that he was like, hey, bring, well, because my sister, <laughs> they used to all get matching, she used to get matching PJs mm-hmm. for everyone to open presents in. Mm-hmm. I never go that far. Uh, do you like still wear your comfy cozies when you're opening presents or do you put on your clothes or? Oh, no, like, we're in pajamas. Yeah, we're. Like your whole family? Yeah, yeah. No, you you wear whatever you wore to bed. I mean, maybe throw a robe on over. Like, I'll also have my sort of sweatshirt on because I sleep usually in tank tops. So I'll take tank tops and pants. So I'll throw like, you know, a hoodie on or something because it might be just like a little chilly. But yeah. Um, my mom, my mom just rarely leaves her room unless she's completely made up. So that's probably part of it. But I always, you know, wear. I I will say as I got older, like Wait, I mean, like to get wear what like real clothes. I won't. Okay. I, I used to wear like, you know, pajama pants and a shirt or whatever. I will say sometimes like I get tired of waiting for my mom to get ready. So I just go take a shower. And get, like in the time it's taking her to get ready, I get ready and I'm like comfortable in my clothes yeah. and that sort of thing. Because now I also like unless the nephews are there, I'm not like, come on, let's do presents. It's more of like, OK, well, if you, we're not going to do anything, I'm going to go get ready you yeah. know, for the day. It's funny. I remember in 2020 when so pandemic Christmas, we zoomed with uncle Gary and my aunt on mm-hmm. Christmas to open our presents. And they were in, it was like 10 30 in the morning. They were, they were in, or maybe 11, they, they were in real clothes, like dressed for the day. And we were all still in our pajamas. And my uncle's like, mm-hmm. wow, like y'all commit to this. I was like, Gary, we're not leaving the house today. I may not change out of my pajamas. Tara probably doesn't want me blowing up her spot, but I'm going to do it anyway today. She has her, a nice like green shirt on. Mm-hmm. And like I kind of walked by when she was doing uh, Zoom, whatever. Um, and then she came up to see me. I realized she had on her like black and red checkered uh, <laughs> like pajama pants. Mm. I just thought that was so like I'm like, is that what you wear? She's like, yeah, not too attractive over there. I'm like, well, it's very Christmassy. <laughs> it was like a green top and, and 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 red bottom. And then like I swear to God, she like left for two seconds and came back and had the whole thing because she's like, I'm gonna go lay down because <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, do you do, let me let, let's let's talk a little Christmas? You know we've. Uh, uh, do you open a present on Christmas Eve or anything? No, um, we. Okay. When I was like pre me entering elementary school, we actually did most 
of our family celebration on Christmas Eve. Santa would come mm -hmm. Christmas Eve, um, like, and I would open presents from Santa on Christmas morning. But like our big, our family presents, like my grandmother and like aunts and uncles and cousins, would be Christmas Eve. Then I went to a school that had a Christmas Eve program, like a you know Christmas pageant, for lack of a better word. And so then we switched to Christmas Day because my my parents hosted. We used to host Thanksgiving and Christmas back then. So we switched to Christmas Day after that. And no, you never got to open. I, I never got to open a present on Christmas Eve. I remember trying to get this started as a child, but it, it I was not successful. We used to. I used to open one. Like now, I'll be honest. Everything except for stuff from Tara, we just open when it shows up. <laughs> like, because like now it's like whatever. Um. I want to talk about another little tradition we did. When I was growing up, we used to have what we referred to as Santa paper, which is just... Paper that only Santa used. Only Santa uses, yes. right? And... Did you find the Santa I, paper in, during the year at one point? Well, no, but my sister and I are 10 years apart. And so my sister got to get Santa presents longer than like mm -hmm. she would if we were closer. And then... She just started making, I guess they made a deal or something. And my mom was just like, okay, when, when I run out of Santa paper, no more Santa gifts. So literally my sister would, I would just start ripping and she's like, no, like she would like save all the Santa paper and like give it back to mom and, like, and did this like, amazing. yeah, well, Laurel, I had Santa gifts until I was like 25 <clears throat> and then but those maybe were, like, longer joking, right? Like, like one from Santa like, yeah, it was. It, yes, yes, it was. It, they were Santa gifts. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, it was. It wasn't like well, he believes in Santa, but it was just like, yeah, yeah. They, th I don't think they bought special gifts for it. But anyway, um, the last Santa gift I got was my mom found about you know a four by six of the Santa paper that was still good, and framed it and gave it to us. And my mom has really nice handwriting, and the thing it was said like to Ryan from Santa, so it was that little part. So we've got that somewhere. That is, that's such a thoughtful gift. Right? I love that gift. My mom is, I, you know, like, sh first of all, she is a, a pro rapper. Like, if there was a, first, I don't know why, this would be probably a show no one would watch, but, like, if there was, like, a, like, Netflix rapping show, mm -hmm. I would sign her up immediately. She does lots, she does lots of fun little ideas, you know, like, she does really thoughtful things, she but she also is very good that. at, she, well, Laurel, um, my mom works late into the night, Christmas Eve wrapping stuff like all the time. And I'm always like, like, even though we're adults now, I'm like, mom, it's fine. You don't have to do that. And I think now she's starting because she's, you know, uh, I think now she's starting to like relax on it a little more. Um, but she does beautiful bows. Um, Tara, we used to like, she's like, do not throw that bow away. I'm going to put it back on something and send it to your mom. So maybe she thinks I did it. Like, and your mom's you know, like, I recognize a, I don't know, I, I don't know your I, mom's I, name, bow, whatever I'd see it. Yeah, a, 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 a true artist mm -hmm. signs their work, yes. you know, like, it's it's like, she's like, ah, a Gordian knot. This, yes, you know, or yes. something, I don't know. Um, But she, she you know, uh, I will always remember how she does stuff. And I'm a pretty good rapper. I think I'm pretty good for, you know, not to, to, to do gender no, norms, but for like a boy, like I think I do a pretty good job. I've always done a pretty good job of rapping it. Like when I had, you know, girlfriends, I'd rap stuff and they'd be like, oh, you rap this? And I'm like, yeah, like I know how to do, I know how to take the scissors and do the ribbon thing oh, and oh, do stuff oh, like so that. That is one thing I don't do is I don't do ribbon and bows. I haven't done it in a long time. Um, but I think I might do it for the, uh, candles and whiskey we're giving away. Cause I think we're just going to be like handing them to people not wrapped, but like doing a little mm -hmm. thing. Although I did find something online about how to dip the, the end of, uh, the, the bottle in wax and get that wax seal. Mm -hmm. So I think that'd be like a cool, cause I have extra wax for the candles. This is great radio. Um, great. do you like, like, how are you on wrapping presents? Does your do your folks wrap presents really well? Uh, my dad is very a very meticulous wrapper, but my family doesn't. That's get awesome. Super into bows and stuff. Like my dad's very into like crisp creases and you know using the least amount of tape possible and making the tape very you know in just just a very like a really good position. I I. So I, I will admit that for years I lost the joy of wrapping and I was a pure gift bag person. And then last year for a volunteer thing, I had to wrap a ton of books and I just, you know what? It reignited the joy of wrapping in me. And so now, I mean, I still do some gift bags, but now I wrap a lot more. I really go for the fun and whimsical paper. Um, mm -hmm. 
so like I bought a rolls of like you know extra long wrapping paper um, and it's Santa I'm just looking at it right now it's Santa reindeer and penguins doing yoga and, oh, that's cute. and then I have another one that's sloths hanging from Christmas trees and then I have a third one that says like follow la 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 all over it so I, I like to go with just like fun paper rather than um, doing a bunch of other things I let the paper speak for itself my mom had specific things um, there was a like not it wasn't a scrunchie, but it was like that type of elastic band that you put around your yes. like less dominant hand with a thing of tape yes. on it. Yes, like she, so we smart. we found this we found this thing one year and we, we and it went away and I think we bought a bunch of them that year and it was post-it notes like just three M post-it notes, but it was like Santa and then the beard part of Santa's head was very big and like that was something she used as kind of a a, a, a like instead of tags. She put those on there because it was really fun, and the, or it was a snowman, but like the the bottom circle of the snowman was really big, mm-hmm. and it worked. It was they were great for Christmas tags. Um, I remember the year that self adhesive tags really became big, and like you know, just sticker tags rather than having to like tape mm-hmm. a tag onto a present. Game changer for my family. We were thrilled. Yeah. Um. Do you have anything else you want to talk about Christmas real quick, or do you want to wrap this one up? Um, can I just say the title's got something to do with wrapped? Because we've talked about Spotify wrapped. We've talked I thought about we were calling paper. it nips. Um, so I may edit that out since I don't want to let everyone know how the sausage gets made. Um, I thought we were calling it nips! Exclamation point. <laughs> rapid nips is what we're going to call it. No. <laughs> Vetoed. <laughs> and that, and suddenly, Craniacs was not allowed on Apple Podcasts anymore. Yeah. That's our first time we have an explicit tag is for the title. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love my camera keeps turning off. Um, okay. Well, it says my camera's now off. A visual effect can't be applied. So sorry, you don't get to see my face anymore. Uh, I don't oh, think I have anything else. Well, uh, Craniacs, I want to reach out to you and please let us know your Christmas traditions. Let us know whatever you celebrate this season or just if, if you don't really celebrate anything this season, let us know how you keep warm or or just kind of what are you what you like to do in, in like the winter months. And not to be like Debbie Downer a little bit, I... I talked about this yesterday. The forced merriment of the season really bothers me sometimes. I understand that this season is not all, you know, cookies and sleigh bells for everybody. That can be a really hard season. So, like, do what you need to do to, mm-hmm. you know, it's to just make the season your own and everything. So, I, yeah. just Something I always, and, and I know we were trying to get out of here, but something I, I've been noticing a lot is a lot of the things I like about Christmas stuff is I don't like the stuff that's just, like, eternally happy mm-hmm. like and it's especially i think it has to do with a lot of the like christmas in new york stuff because i feel like anything with that like the pogues fairy tale in new york home alone 2 anything that's in there there's kind of that bit of like this city isn't perfect and it's a lot of crazy people doing stuff but man christmas is just a good time and it's so like new york the, you're right i'm not the biggest like i'm not as big a new york fan as you but like that city in 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 christmas works well together and i think a lot of it has to do with the emotionality of it and that it's sometimes a sad holiday mm-hmm. but you know sadness could be cathartic sadness can be you know there's lots of more emotions no it's not all else going follow la la it's a lot of things and whatever it is to you we'd love to hear about it um you know uh, we are craniacs at gmail.com that's c-r-a-n-e-i-a-c-s at craniacs on twitter uh craniacs.tumblr.com that's right that's right, folks. We're sharing memes. We are? I don't know anything about our Tumblr. <laughs> it's just, I just basically put in Frasier as a search term and like, oh, look, these are some funny GIFs and stuff. So there it is. Um, uh, Craniacs, a Frasier podcast on the uh, quickly being abandoned Facebook. Uh, come check us out before it's too late. Well, uh, no, face- Facebook is not not too late. Twitter is the one that's Well, you said late. it like everyone's leaving. Well, I, I, I feel like a, a lot of people in my life are not on Facebook as often. Yeah. But I don't think The people who are still there are on the Craniacs. Yeah, exactly. Facebook I mean, group. Yes. Get there. That's the only reason the... I log into Facebook. Truly, is to kind of to check Craniacs. So let, let, exactly. let's keep it popping in there, guys. Um, You know where you're listening to us. Uh, if a friend asks, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast. Detroit. Castmates, Pocket Casts, Cast Ahoy, Cast, 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 all exclamation the points. I don't know. We're, 
any place you listen to a podcast, you can listen to us. And if you can review us there, we want you to review us with the highest score possible, a five-star review. Uh, if you feel like if you feel like a Grinch and you want to give us four stars or lower, uh, Laurel may have a recommendation that maybe puts the holiday spirit into your heart. Uh, I do. Well, first, I think you should just go watch the like 30 or 45 minute Grinch cartoon. Do not watch the Jim Carrey one. Go back to a previous episode where we Honest talk about God. that and how I I can't even like look at the, the poster for it. It like horrifies me. Um, it makes me upset. But we're, you're talking about being a cashier um, and, you know. A cash registrar, I believe is what I said. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, a cash register master. Um, and it reminded me of the most recent episode of Under the Armchair Expert Umbrella called Armchair Anonymous. Um, and mm. it is a kind of a branch off of Armchair Expert, which is hosted by Dax Shepard, the actor, um, where he interviews celebrities and like experts and different things. But this little subgenre is the listeners of armchair experts calling in with a story around a certain topic. And they had a recent one where they were like, call in with your crazy black Friday story, whether it's as a shopper, whether you worked in retail or, you know, you're, you have some other kind of black Friday adjacent story. Like we want to hear. It. And they usually talk to four or five listeners per episode. And um, the black Friday one's just the one that I feel like ties in the closest to this, but it's a really fun spin on a podcast because the people are usually armchair expert fans and they they obviously vet the the story so they make sure only like good ones get on there i've listened to one about dating app mishaps i've listened to one about animal (laughs) attacks i've listened to one about wedding mishaps um anyway it's all just it's really good the black friday one's a great one to start with but um i i highly recommend it especially if you maybe don't like some of the celebrity uh, kind of deep dive interview podcast, maybe, you know, just like for whatever reason, or some people don't, you know, think Dax Shepard inserts himself into the podcast too much. And this doesn't really happen as uh, on the armchair mm-hmm. anonymous one. So you'll find it on Spotify under the armchair expert feed, but um, it's armchair anonymous under that feed. Uh, my recommendation for something to do is to look for peppermint mocha Kahlua and get at me if you find it. So uh, until next time, uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. Nips, and we're listening. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, Cradiacs. Cue jingle bells. Ding, 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 ding.